Welcome to the podcast we call Soul Chaser, featuring stories from the book by the same name, Soul Chaser. This is Jordan Rich, and by my side is author Lauren Decker. We want to spend time with you today at soul level, awakening our spirits to the simple and beautiful idea that God is love and love is everywhere. And now, today's installment of Soul Chaser. Hello again, everyone. I'm Jim Deering, bringing you another of Lauren Paul Decker's stories here on Soul Chaser, the podcast. Stories with a purpose about how God shows himself and his grace in everyday things. Today's Bible verse comes from the Old Testament book of Isaiah, chapter 40 and verse 31. They shall run and not be weary. Today's story is titled, The Mile Man. I could have been the best miler in the country, my father would often tell me as I was growing up. That was no empty boast, as it was exactly what the varsity coach at his high school had told him. Give me a few more runners like that, and we could win the regionals, hands down, the coach had said after watching my dad run ten laps around the cinder track behind the school. Dad never took the coach's offer of being trained to run the mile, but I can recall how he could outdistance everyone at church picnics, or when running the long driveway dash from the mailbox to the kitchen. There was once a time, I know, when he needed to run a mile, and to run it fast. It was Christmas Eve. The year was 1936, as far as I can tell. My father was a young teenager, about 15 years old. The family was all tucked into their beds, mom and dad and six children, of which my father was the oldest. He was asleep in the upstairs bedroom, which he shared with his two younger brothers. It was after midnight when the youngest boy shook my dad awake. I smell smoke, he said in an earnest tone. Suddenly, being awake and alert, my father ran down the flight of stairs. He could hear the whoosh and the roar of the fire before he saw it. What he saw upon arriving on the first floor was beyond frightening. The living room with the Christmas tree and presents was engulfed in a raging fire. The tree itself was like a burning torch, crackling with heat and flame. "'Go wake up Mom and Dad,' he shouted to his two brothers, who had followed him downstairs. "'I'll wake up the other kids.' He ran past the searing flames and out into the girls' bedroom. "'Fire!' he screamed, waking the sisters. "'Hang on to me!' he hollered above the sound of the now-spreading fire. He led them through the smoke and flame and out onto the front porch, where his father was frantically trying to rescue valuables before they were lost in the inferno." His mother was lining up the children, calling names and counting heads. The one telephone the family had was hopelessly beyond reach in the spreading flames and smoke. Turning to my dad, his mother shouted, Run to the neighbor's house and call the fire department. My dad knew the closest neighbor was a mile away. He bounced off the porch and ran in his bare feet through the icy puddles, following the dirt road that would bring him to the neighbors on the hill. Over his shoulder he could see the orange glow from the house fire in the night sky. In front of him there was only the darkness of the starless night. 
the could-be mild man, ran faster than he had ever run on tracks of cinder. He reached the home of the neighbors in less than five minutes. He pounded and shouted until a light came on. The fire could be heard despite the distance, and the woods were yielding to the fire's glow, looking like an eerie sunrise as it rose into the night sky. The volunteer fire department was summoned, but by the time they arrived, the house was a total loss. The family was huddled like refugees on the lawn at a safe distance from the falling timbers. The littlest ones were crying. I reckon refugees were exactly what they were, burned out of their home as the dawn broke on Christmas Day. In later years, my father would tell the story of the Christmas fire. He would recall the kindness of the community as people made room in their homes for the eight deckers. A local merchant unlocked his store on Christmas Day and selected a present for each of the six children. Meals were provided and the local credit union offered an interest-free loan to help the family rebuild and get back on its feet. Oddly, the memory of that fire that remained the clearest to my dad, even in his dotage, was that of his dad, my grandfather, going back and searching through the ruins and rubble for his set of false teeth. They were never found. So, my dad may have been the fastest miler in the county after all, but I can see why he never enjoyed running for his coach. He had run at record speed one night for his family and his family's home, and that was enough for him. Each day, we should thank our Heavenly Father for His daily watch care over us. We will face dangers and uncertainties in life. We know this is true, but we also know these hard places can bring out the best in us. We can run the race before us with His encouragement ringing in our spiritual ears. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. Remember, love is everywhere, and God is love. This has been Soul Chaser. We hope this program has caused you to consider the vastness of God's love for you. Nothing is going to change that reality, but love can certainly change you. Remember, love is everywhere, and God is love. This is Jordan Rich for Lauren Decker and Soul Chaser. See you next time.